0: Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Christ is ascended. He is ascended indeed. Alleluia. I don't know if you have ever seen these videos. I'm gonna I'll share a link on Facebook just in case you haven't. But the videos I've seen, and I've seen a couple of different ones in the past few weeks, are called something like the Midwestern Goodbye. Now, the Midwestern Goodbye is this ritual that I've learned is shared by a whole culture of people. I thought it was just something that happened in my family. The Midwestern Goodbye happens when somebody says, Well, I guess it's about time we should go. And instead of getting up and going, The person proceeds to stay for another 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, one hour, three hours. Have you ever been a part of a conversation like that? Where you think that it's about to finish and then somebody brings up another story or says, oh, well, by the way, how is your grandmother doing? And the conversation, instead of ending, continues and goes on and on and on. Like I said, this apparently is a cultural thing, a Midwestern thing. Maybe you've experienced it in your own families. I'm starting to think that even though Jesus and his disciples didn't live in the Midwest, they lived 2,000 years ago in Israel, that maybe they too shared this cultural phenomenon, the, the long goodbye, the Midwestern goodbye. Because when you think about it, Jesus, on Easter morning, rose from the dead, and then he proceeded to say goodbye and leave? Well, no, not really. As we hear in our readings today, Jesus, after his resurrection, didn't simply depart. He he stayed there on earth for 40 days with his disciples. Now, 40 days, that's one really long goodbye. Maybe Jesus and his disciples are midwestern after all. But I don't really want to focus just on that long goodbye, the long goodbye that is marked by Jesus's ascension into heaven. Instead, I want to talk about what happened after Jesus ascended into heaven. See, usually when we think about goodbyes, and the reason I think that they tend to last for a long time, is that we don't like saying goodbye. We like the people that we are with, we like their conversations, we like the time that we spend with them. I think now more than ever, we have really realized that. It's not enough just to uh, give a phone call to somebody. You, you want to be there with them. You want to stay and chat, uh, share a Coke or a coffee or tea or some beverage of your choice and just talk, just be together with those people. And we don't like saying goodbyes. We've experienced that lately. We've had a number of our members who have passed away recently. And it's been very difficult It's always difficult when somebody passes away, but it has become even more difficult because usually as a part of that, the sharing of grief with friends and family so that together we could share those goodbyes, a lot of those opportunities have been taken from us. And so what is normally a very difficult thing, saying goodbye to a loved one, has become even more difficult. See, goodbyes are difficult. They are hard for us. And we know that they were hard for the disciples too, don't they? Uh, don't we? Think back just a couple of weeks. We began John 14 two weeks ago. And John 14 comes from Monday, Thursday, it comes from before Jesus' trial, before his death, before his resurrection. And what does he start to tell his disciples? He starts to tell them that he is going to be going. He is going to be leaving. And what are the disciples' responses like? They're filled with sorrow and sadness, disbelief. They don't understand how Jesus could be leaving them. They don't want that to happen. That's all there throughout John 14, and we heard about it the past two weeks. But now, Look again at that gospel reading. What happens when Jesus departs? His disciples don't shed tears of sadness. They're not filled with sorrow. Instead, Luke tells us that they worship Jesus. They return to Jerusalem, and they are filled with great joy. Joy? Is joy usually the response we have when we are saying our goodbyes to someone? No, it it was not the disciples' response back in John's gospel when Jesus talked about his departure. So why is it that now things have changed? What is it that the disciples know and understand now that they didn't get before? Why is it that instead of feeling sadness at Jesus's departure, they are filled with such such joy? I think there are actually a lot of reasons, and I don't know that I could even cover all of them, And maybe different disciples felt different parts of the joy that I will talk about now. But I think one of the biggest reasons for their feeling of joy is because they knew that Jesus' ascension meant that he was going to be with the Father As hard for it was for the disciples to say their goodbyes to Jesus, they knew that Jesus had been away from his heavenly father these 30 plus years. And now he was going back to his side. He was going back to his heavenly father and he would be at his right hand. And Jesus would be able to assume all of that authority and power and glory that he had put aside during his time of ministry, there among the disciples. And as the disciples think about that, as they think about Jesus's reunion with his heavenly father, I don't know how they couldn't help but feel great joy. So I think they were excited about Jesus's reunion, but I think there was even more to it. Because Jesus's reunion with his heavenly father wasn't just a a family reunion, Jesus going to his father was for a purpose. This was for Jesus' great coronation. Jesus was being exalted to the throne of his heavenly father, where he would be king above all kings, Lord above all lords. And his disciples knew that this would be a great time of celebration. I mean, can you imagine what heaven must have been like as Jesus comes back from his ministry, as Jesus fulfilled every purpose that his father had sent him on. The crowds go wild. The angels fill the heavens with their trumpet calls of celebration. The songs of great joy must have filled all of heaven. You can scarcely imagine what it would have been like, can you? But here's the funny thing. We don't even have to imagine it. In the book of Revelation, chapter 5, John gives us that glimpse. As John himself is shown, he shows to us what it was like when Jesus assumes that throne in heaven. And what happens? Heaven goes wild. They break forth in song. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Jesus is that Lamb of God. And now he assumes all power and might and glory and honor and blessing forever and ever because Jesus has done everything that was necessary to bring about that victory, that victory over sin and death and Satan. You remember what Palm Sunday was like, don't you? On Palm Sunday, there was such joy as Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem that he was hailed as king. But when people were recognizing Jesus as king on Palm Sunday, it seems that they were thinking of him more as an earthly king. Well, as great as the joy was on Palm Sunday, when they thought Jesus was coming as this earthly king, so much greater is the joy here on Ascension as Jesus enters into his Father's glory and the crowd goes wild. Because Jesus is no longer a mere earthly king. Jesus is that king above all kings. And the disciples are filled with joy at this. And what happens is that they go to Jerusalem they go to the temple, and there in the temple, they bless the Lord. They praise God. They worship Jesus with great joy. In other words, what I think is happening is that they are joining in that heavenly celebration. They want to be a part of it, too. Even though they may not be, they are in heaven. They're still here on earth. They want to be a part of Jesus' joy, of the heavenly father's joy, of all of heaven's joy. And I think that as they returned to the temple and as they praised God, as they worshiped Jesus, they were taking part. They were joining in that angelic song that they might not even have been able to hear with their own ears. They certainly couldn't see it with their own eyes, but they were joining in that celebration, that victory celebration, because they started to realize that Jesus' ascension is also their ascension. I know that's hard for us to understand, Paul talks about it briefly in our epistle reading today. He talks about how Jesus is the head of the church, which is his body. See, we are connected to Jesus. Jesus is connected to us in a way far more intimate than any of us can understand. But we are a part of him now. He is a part of us. As Jesus ascends to his heavenly father, Jesus takes with him his humanity. Humanity. Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood enter into that eternal kingdom. That's not possible. It should not be possible. But Jesus made that way. He made that way so that it is possible for you and for me. That his ascension is also our ascension. And that when Jesus ascends to the right hand of his heavenly father to be in his presence, because Jesus is the head of the church and we are his body, it's not just Jesus in heaven anymore. It's you and me. It's all of our brothers and sisters in Christ who also ascend with Jesus on that day. Once again, Paul reminds the church at large that we are a part of the body of Christ and that we must keep our eyes not on earthly things, but on heavenly things, because we are seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father there with Jesus. That's really hard for us to understand, right? I don't get it. You don't get it. But this is true. This is the wonderful good news that happens because Jesus is at work. Because Jesus ascends into his heavenly Father's glory and he brings us there too. So you and me, from our seats, whether those are our seats here in church or whether it is your recliner at home, your couch at home, or even the floor, wherever it is you are, you are seated with Jesus in those heavenly realms. And when you understand that, you understand that the joy of heaven is shared by us here on earth, that we join our songs not just with one another, but with the angel chorus, with our brothers and sisters in Christ who have departed before us and are now with the Lord. See, we think about separation right now. We are distant from one another. We are far from friends and family, and we can't have that closeness that we want. Last week, we talked about how Jesus said he would not leave us as orphans, and he does not. But Jesus doesn't just come to us. Here today, as we celebrate Jesus' ascension, we remember that he brings us with him. And what a better place to be, right? We're filled with sorrow. We're filled with sadness. We are filled with grief over our own situation because of this pandemic, because of illness, because of job loss, because of the, own, of the insecurity and anxieties that we feel. But we don't have to focus on those things. Our eyes can be directed to Jesus. And when they are directed to Jesus, they're not just focused on him. They are also seeing the victory that he has for you and for me. When we see Jesus at the right hand of the Father, we know that we will be there with him too someday. And what comfort What joy that brings. That's not a goodbye, is it? See, Jesus didn't actually leave his disciples alone. Instead, he brings his disciples up with him. And that's why Jesus, that's why his disciples didn't shed any tears. They weren't sad. This wasn't a long, Miss Western goodbye. Goodbye this was victory it was jesus's victory but jesus didn't gain the victory for himself did he he gained it for you and for me so let's keep our eyes fixed on jesus let's set our eyes above and remember that jesus is the head of the church we are his body where he has gone we are also Right now we don't experience it in all of its fullness, but one day we shall know it in all of its glory. When Jesus, that lamb who was slain, that victorious conqueror, our king returns in all of his glory. Christ is ascended. He is ascended indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, who is your Lord and risen Savior. Amen.